0: everyone welcome back to our soccer block podcast in today's episode we're going to be talking about community development we are going to have two special guests we have two different time zones apart from our time zone we have kwame king and gwendolyn hernandez from new york we're in the morning and we have two amazing guests one from england manchester herself zara malik hello hello and then we have a person from literally across the world yeah yeah Zoe andrews from melbourne australia
1: guys what's up there
2: you go so
0: today uh we literally have like people from all over the world international and we're actually doing this podcast through cisco webex um where we have the pleasure to each other and talk about community development. So how is everyone feeling? We can start off with Kwame King. How do you feel? You look like you have a lot of energy this morning at eight in the morning.
2: (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Yo, let me tell you something. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm blessed to be alive, to see another day. Um, But it's early. I'm not going to lie to you. It's early. I didn't have no breakfast. All I did was brush my teeth. So, you know, even though I can't see you guys, I can still have a good breath. You know what I mean? You know.
0: Yeah, essential. Ooh. Essential for Zeus because Zeus is gonna be like up close and personal to you.
2: Listen, let me Zeus see. If I can get is, Zeus is uh,
0: Kwame's cat.
2: Yo, let me see so. if I can get Zeus. So you know what I mean? So he can make a noise so y'all can hear. He me.
0: he can make an appearance. He can be our third special guest. Gwen, how are you feeling?
3: Um, I am feeling tired. Um, I am not used to waking up at eight a.m. Well, actually scratched at seven because we had to wake up earlier to prepare. Um, I'm used to waking up maybe at 11 noon. You know, just the usual quarantine a little, time. A little, a little drastic difference from eight a little, in the morning. A drastic. I have um, construction outside my window. So I have some company early in the morning. You know, I have someone to hear their conversations and pretend I'm actually having human contact, which is great. So that's what's keeping me sane as I hear them argue. So apologies in advance if anyone hears anything. <laughs> so that's why. I... Oh boy. Yeah,
0: this is that's basically the closest you're gonna get to human interaction because of COVID nineteen. That is still, by the way, um, existent in our still world.
2: Happen. Still happening. It's still happening.
4: Zara, wow, how are you feeling? my god i'm excited to talk about the community and big everyone up there's going to be shout outs left right and center i hope manchester's ready <laughs>
0: i love that <laughs> zo how are you feeling this um evening in australia
1: yes yeah, so apart from you guys where you've got morning and lunch time it is 10 30 well it's 10 43 over here late at night uh honestly i'd probably be in bed by now (laughs) uh but apart from that look i'm excited i haven't done a lot of these lately i've only just started being within the community area but i'm super stoked Mm -hmm. to be here and to share all the awesome stuff that we've been doing
2: that's trust right there that's trust (laughs) that's that's what i'm gonna say trust because
1: that's beautiful. the go-to girl at the
2: moment. Love that, we all love that. That's right, do it, that's That's what you gotta do.
0: That goes to show like, you're the woman for this this job, this position, and I'm excited um, to hear about what's going on literally like across the world and in Manchester. So with that being said, we are going to be talking about Citizens Giving for Recovery which is an initiative from our nine clubs that are part of CFG. And our mission is to help all our communities within those nine clubs get back on their feet and hopefully eventually recover from COVID-19. And we are all doing different things in our communities because we want to adapt to our community needs. So thankfully enough, we have Zoe from Australia, and Zara from England, who will be talking about what they're doing in their communities and what they will be doing in their communities. But um, I would like to start off with what New York City is doing in the Boogie Down Bronx. Zoe, do you want to talk a little bit about
2: So let me tell you about what New York is doing. And it's so dope. Um, we partnered up with New York Common Pantry. And New York Common Pantry is a organization that helps out low income families with food uh, or other things as well, like toiletries and and other things as well. Um, So we're partnering up with them and we did this dope fundraiser last week. We had like NYCFC staff on, like um, CEO of NYCFC, Brad Sims. We had players like Alex Ring. We had um, Sebastian Ibiaga. Then we had the cool hosts, um, which are going to be a part of our next uh, podcast episode. The spoiler. Cool, spoiler alert. The cooligans. Um, so super excited about that because, you know, I speak Spanish. So um, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. You know, um, but we're not going to get into that, That you know, that that part of my culture. But, yeah, we, we work with them uh, with New York Common Pantry. To raise money for the Bronx and East Harlem as well with um, donating almost 143,000 meals already um, that we provided for the South Bronx. And plus we raised so far 40K, $40,000, which of course- would That's citizens- a lot of chicken. That's a lot of- <laughs> yo- you gotta save your chicken. You you know, <laughs> you know what it is, Chelsea. You that's right. You gotta save your chicken. Um,
0: I need to learn how to save my chicken because
2: people I have don't have no self people control. Don't, but don't I'm gonna save same. it
0: so I can donate because now I, I have a purpose. You know, exactly. now I have a purpose to save exactly. my money to exactly. donate to New York Common Pantry, which is what you all should do, by the way. Even if it's five dollars, you guys can help a family in need with a meal, which I think um, right now is an important time to give back and help one another, help everyone recover from hard times.
2: Big facts. You so, actually
0: volunteered with um, New York Common Pantry, right? Kwame, how was that experience?
2: Listen, it was beautiful. Let me tell you how beautiful it is to give back to the community. You know, I, I don't live in I don't live in the Bronx, but I feel like the five boroughs is my community. And it doesn't matter if it's Staten Island or Manhattan or the Boogie Down Bronx or Queens, um, we should still give back. And, of course, the best borough, Brooklyn. Um, but going to New York Comic Pantry was a pleasure um, because of the fact of we're going there to support families that are in need. Right. Like we're like we're blessed enough to go to the supermarket, buy food for the family. Um, And some people out here don't have jobs, right? Because of COVID-19 and the shutdown of of a lot of jobs. So um, just being there um, and capturing, also I've been taking photos and just capturing moments where our young leaders that were part of working with um, or volunteering with New York Common Pantry, that um, capturing the moments where them just helping out a family or giving food to a family, which they're like smiling about, you know, because they have something for their family. So it was a pleasure. Big shout out to um, Omar and the staff um, within New York Common Pantry up in the South Bronx um, on Ho Avenue. And then it was another shout out to Aura um, and her team um, for the fresh food that is being, giving out to the families as well. So big shout out to the New York common pantry as a whole. So right now they are doing some amazing work and we're going to continue working with them even past citizens giving for recovery. So that's what we've been doing.
0: Awesome. Thank you Kwame. Yeah. I think that um, while we are like Kwame said in the Biggie Down Bronx, um, I think it's important that we don't just focus on one community, but try and look at all communities. Um, Kwame isn't from the Bronx. I am from the Bronx, but he would travel an hour and a half um, weekly to come and volunteer. So I think that's um, an example that we should all should follow. I'm not saying you should follow, like, go an hour and a half away from your home, but I think it's the intention that counts.
2: No, I was going to say, do it, you know, experience something new. Go outside your comfort zone.
0: With your mask.
2: With your, your <laughs> mask. Go outside your comfort zone with a hazmat suit um, and, and a mask. Don't let me start preaching. No, Gwen. Start, start
0: Gwen preaching. Gwen will be that person that will go out with three masks and Talk a hazmat suit. I go
3: out every day with two masks, so I'm already there. I am was already there. You know, yeah. you have, have your surgical and then your cloth mask on top of it. So right. if they had hazmat suits for sale mm-hmm. for the general public, I would wear it.
2: Absolutely. No, no, no.
0: We believe you. Like, no, no, no.
2: We, we, yeah, yeah, we a hazmat suit every time you stop. Actually, you'll be in a bubble. How about that? We, you, you'll be bubble girl. That's what I is. wish. Your name is wish That is her
3: new nickname, Bubble Girl.
2: <laughs>
3: I wish I could. I wish I could. And not only just for COVID. For everything. For the future, too, because I don't want people too close to me. So okay. For the future as well.
0: <laughs> okay, that was um Bubble Girl talking about how she would like to isolate herself and not be too close to people. Um uh, We're going to take it literally across the world to Australia. And we're going to hear from... Zo and what they are doing in Melbourne, Australia.
1: Hi, guys. Um, I honestly don't know where to start talking about what we've been up to. It's literally been so much, which is so amazing to watch and participate and be a part of with the Citizens Giving for Recovery. We've had podcasts done with many different special guests. So we've had a lot of the players, the coaches, uh, even just general fans. Um, just talking, speaking, sharing the knowledge, sharing what thoughts are, basically like this, which I think was pretty awesome. Uh, A few challenges using the good old social media where I was actually nominated to uh, create a series of challenges, which I thought was pretty cool, considering it's only my Mm -hmm. first year participating in the Young Leaders group with Melbourne City Football Club. So basically just share online, Get people to be tagged in a random challenge. So, doing 20 sit ups, and they either have to do it and share it with uh, other people tagged or donate some money, which we actually got quite a few people onto that. So, it's pretty cool to watch. Uh, we've had a program called the Healthy Patrick, which is produced for schools um, to help with remote learning. Uh, Basically, that was transferred instead of going face-to-face, it was now through video and resources incorporating the staff and the players from Melbourne City. So that was pretty cool. We got to send those out and then people could have a look at those and do it from either the comfort of their home or in groups. Um, No, that's
0: awesome. We actually have um...
1: so much on.
0: We actually have healthy living here in New York too as well. And we had to transition over into virtual learning. Um, And it's definitely something different to see having your kids that you're coaching through a screen. But um, I think it's better than not having any programming at all. So it's awesome that you guys transitioned over into virtual coaching and virtual exercising. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like
1: whatever helps the communities is the main thing. So all the are isolated at home or can't go out and see friends. Footballs were donated, so about 80 of them donated to kids so they could kick a football around in the house, which was awesome. Um, Poor parents. Do, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the parents uh, are probably parents. going crazy. The kids are breaking things, but things yeah. are materialistic. It's okay if you kick a soccer ball around and break something,
1: right? Yeah. Hey, as long as you're having fun, you got a smile on your face and you help clean up afterwards, that's what matters. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, um, we had help from a charity called Second Bite. So just helping with education on healthy food while incorporating football sessions into that is, yeah. Yeah, because
0: definitely um, quarantine weight exists just like when you first start off college and it's like the, we call it the freshman 15. So you gain 15 pounds your freshman year because you're like away from home and you're eating really bad and you don't know how to cook. Yeah, quarantine weight is us sitting, watching Netflix, eating our favorite snacks for months. So definitely we do need uh, physical activity. We need to educate ourselves in health and nutrition so that we don't gain our quarantine weight. Tommy,
2: you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say... I saw some of the the webinars with the players that you guys were through Zoom, but it was on Facebook. So so that was kind of cool seeing, like, players hopping on with Blake and Tanya um, just to talk about, like, certain things around um, just football in general with uh, Melbourne City. So that was really cool to see. Um, I was not going to wake up early in the morning because, you know, that time difference is different. You know, it's <laughs> different. So, um, unfortunately, I couldn't see it, but it, it did look like it was kind of cool. And Tanya was, like, posting things on her social media um, to, to get people to hop on. She was like, yeah, you should come through um, and see. That's your, yeah, that's your
0: <laughs> voice impersonation of Tanya. Uh, I,
2: I don't know how her voice is. So, I sorry, Tanya, if she does listen. Sorry, Tanya. Um, that is not your voice. But I was just saying, like you know, she was telling me to c- come, come through and hop on, and I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely not, um, because <laughs> um, because it was the time difference. No one's gonna yeah. wake up at four thirty in the morning, three thirty in the morning, because it's five p.m. over there. You know, I know the time because you know I'm good with math. Instead stuff, somebody, anyway, back to you, Chelsea.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm offended. <laughs>
1: I've got to say a big shout out to Tanya and Blake with their Citizens Giving podcast that they've been doing. They are some of the main people who have been posting a lot, just trying to get some fundraising out, trying to keep spirits high. And they do an absolutely amazing job, as you can see on all their social media and everything they do for the club. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I find it awesome to work with them.
0: Yeah, social media definitely has been um, everyone I feel like best friend throughout this entire um, transition from being in person, human contact to having to see having to have meetings through a virtual screen, which thankfully we have the technology to do because if not, if we're like back in the old days, and it'll be like through the phone and then you really wouldn't be able to have conversations because you wouldn't even look at each other to see like, okay, are you going to talk or I'm going to talk? Kind of like what's going on here, except um, a little bit worse. (laughs) Um, But yeah, social media definitely has been our best friend.
2: Big facts, big facts. Well, I'm going to throw in the plug real quick, Chelsea. If you want to see more about CITC Melbourne, go follow them on Melbourne CITC. On Twitter, okay? On Twitter. Well, oh, that was the English accent. I can't do Australian accent.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what I heard? Okay, I'm sorry if I offend anyone by saying this, but um, my accent, my accent is not what I'm going to say. When you say rise up light really fast, it sounds like you're saying razor blade with an Australian accent. Okay, I'm not going to do it because you guys are going to laugh, but we're going to have Kwame try it. So try saying (laughs) rise up lights fast, like rise up (laughs)
2: lights. Say it again, rise up, rise up lights. So rise,
0: like the word rise, and then the word up, and then the word lights.
2: Rise up lights.
0: But say it like fast.
2: All right, yeah, rise up lights. (laughs) Rise up lights. You hear my accent? My accent is lit. I don't care what nobody says. Rise
0: up lights.
2: Yeah, rise up lights.
0: Gwen, do you want to try it? I'm so
3: sorry Australia.
2: <laughs> rise lights.
3: Wait, it's rise up lights,
2: right? Yeah, yeah but just
3: light. say it fast.
0: Like rise up lights.
2: Rise up lights.
3: Rise of lights. Rise of
2: light.
3: yeah! So sorry, Australia that these Americans always need to mimic everyone's accent.
2: Wow, wow. No no we're just really bad at it.
3: always so probably like, Come yeah, not saying like our accent.
0: <laughs> So now we're going to hear another accent,
2: Um,
0: this one that Kwame claims he can do, but I don't
2: know about that. Yo, (laughs) Manchester, you know what I mean? Manchester. Oh, we're
0: going to hear from (laughs) Zara in Manchester and see what they're up
4: to in England. Yeah, so hi, everyone. Um, So, our Citizens for Recovery is based all around mental health, Um, we're not We've not kicked it up yet, so it's not kicked off yet, but I'm going to fill you in with a little bit about what is going on with it. So it is, well, it's been highlighted that mental health over COVID-19 has kind of increased for the younger generation, so from around 14 to 25-year-olds. So CITC in Manchester have now got a special team dedicated towards helping the mental health towards our participants across all of our programs so that goes from 14 to 25 year olds so across all projects that CITC are going to run there's going to be mental health awareness being embedded into the programs Um, it's not kicked off yet like I said Um, we went into lockdown in March so Manchester actually got pretty, got hit pretty hard. We're still in a local lockdown. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Um, so we're kind of a bit different to the rest of the UK. So we couldn't go out of our houses, really. We very luckily got limited to an hour of exercise. And then slowly from that, we got on to being able to meet up again. But big shout out to Neve and Annabelle, right? Helping us young leaders through this because oh my god, we went well, from a routine of seeing each other every two weeks, being absolutely crazy, seeing Annabelle crazy as ever. From if you give Annabelle an apple, she will be as hyper as a five year old. I'm telling you, honestly, she will lift your moods in a second.
2: Wait, wait, Zara, wait. Now, just with the apple, she can be hyper off an of apple.
4: And oh my god, honestly, ask her about her apples. She will eat an apple and she will go into like sugar meltdown. It's amazing. So, this she is so great. From a low this, to a high.
2: So, this is so great because we have Annabelle right now on. So, but Annabelle, um, you can take yourself on mute. Um, please tell us about this apple sugar high that you have that happens every time you eat an apple.
1: So I just think I just got thrown under the bus. Thanks, Ar. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, guys. Um, I hope everybody's uh, staying safe and well. Look, I think our young leaders and the program that we run here in Manchester is absolutely fantastic, and these girls work really, really hard to give participants um, the best version of themselves. So I don't know. I've just you know.
2: I, had to wrap- I, I... But we didn't ask you that. We didn't ask you <laughs> about the apples. And apples that you have. So we're not going is to. Is it like that a bad. special
0: apple? Is it like a special, like a green apple that's like sweeter? Or is it just like any apple? Like you Was just.
1: Zara, have you seen no, the can...
0: apple can... juice?
4: Coming, <laughs> Chen. To be honest, I think uh, being around these girls, like I, I just eat fruit all day. So. You promote a healthy lifestyle. Also, guys, check, check it. out CITCNYC. For any healthy little recipes that CITC have brought over COVID as well. in the
2: plug there. Yo, yo, Zara, you might we might take you because that was a good plug-in. <laughs> for,
0: <laughs> hold on a second hey Her boss, her boss is on the call. Her boss is on CIT. the
2: call. You but can't. no, you can also check you can also check out um CITC tweets.
4: Oh
2: yeah. CITC tweets. So um that's that's a good plug-in for y'all guys too. But
4: yeah, um, so Annabelle and Eve have been amazing, so they've set up some quizzes for us over lockdown, we've had fitness, little workouts with some questionable music, but you know, we've worked through it, not from Annabelle, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We've done workouts, we've done quizzes, we've learned so much about each other, but... I think moving forward from COVID, because we're in such unprecedented times, I feel like as coaches, young leaders, we've learned so much about each other and how we can actually incorporate technology going forward. So once COVID, you know, and everything gets back to normal, I don't think Zoom calls are going to be a thing of the past. I think it needs to be incorporated with communities everywhere in everything they do. Mm. And I think we should, we shouldn't take it for granted, Zoom. We need to push it. And Webex, big up Webex. Yes.
2: The facts, putting the plugs. She putting the plugs.
4: Yeah, she is. Um, so recently, over summer, we have been allowed to go back out again and get into some sports. So Neve and Annabelle have had leaders out in the parks across Manchester. Um, and that's with all programs as well. So we've met up as young readers and been able to do some cruel workouts that have killed us all off um played some football been able to go out there and coach again and just have that sense of normality again uh martin big up martin as well and the entire citc team for going out into these parks and you know providing all the kids over the summer um getting back out there you know we've all been kind of locked up um and not been really getting this exercise that we need and all just sat around Net Netflix and Martin and the guys, the entire team, have been out there working so hard. And not only that, but they've been providing free food for kids, you know, everyone's kind of in a bit of a We love free. We love free. We love free. Just like you guys over in New York, they've been providing free food. Um a lot of people have lost jobs, you know, it's a tough times. So I think we shall count our blessings and everyone across the sister clubs of CFG needs to give themselves a big pat on the back for all the work that's been done.
0: Yeah, I think we're honestly uh, super fortunate to be part of such amazing clubs, doing amazing work in communities, even though we are thousands of miles apart, hundreds of miles apart, my math again. Um... I think it's important that we stay focused on and stay focused and grounded on what's important. Um, Kwame is holding up a Barbados flag. You already know.
2: Um, Shut up, my boy <laughs> Martin, because you know Martin <laughs> and me, we go back like cul-de-sac. Um, I don't rhyme, but I don't make any type of sense. But we go back so far back <clears> that our ancestors met, um, in Barbados. So, um, yeah. So shout out to Martin, because, you know, I had to put in the plug for Martin.
0: (laughs) His special little section. (laughs) But, yeah, I think it's really important that uh, we stay grounded and focused on focusing our communities, because at the end of the day, that's where they need it the most. Um, So, again, I'm very fortunate to hear from all of you guys and hear how amazing our clubs are doing at providing services for underserved communities. So actually I wanted to ask Gwen a question. So we heard about what they're doing in Manchester uh, with their in-person sessions with, they're lucky to have because we haven't, New York hasn't progressed to doing that. I know um, Zoe is shaking her head. She hasn't, they've been on lockdown. So they've done virtual. Um, We actually have done virtual too. Um, So Gwen, I know that you were the director of the virtual Robo Soccer Camp, so big title. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience and like what that was like?
4: Yeah, so sadly because
3: of COVID, um, we weren't able to have our summer program that we always had, which is Soccer Block. Um, but we were still able to provide um, programming for kids. I don't know if you can hear the construction in the back, but <laughs> sorry.
4: Um, um, like we were able in- to
3: still provide um, programming for kids. So we did a virtual mobile soccer camp, which was the first time ever. Um, yeah, so we went to a few different schools around the city. Um, Kwame actually helped me supervise some of the classes. Chelsea was a coach for us for one for one of the classes, which she did amazing. But yeah, so it was really great. As the kids enjoyed it. They got their own individual robots, which usually um, me and Chelsea actually coached in person Robo Soccer um, since last fall. And they would have a group and they'll be able to be in their groups and um, build the robot and code it. But since of COVID, they had to take their own robots home and build it from home and learn how to code it. Um, We also try to make it fun by having a little virtual robo soccer party at the end where we got them some goodies. We got them some like photo booth um, props and also some like little mini robots and stickers. So we try to make it as fun for everyone as we could. We try to make it as normal. Um, We try to have conversations and Chelsea will be playing music and um, to get the kids when they're working out. And it was it was such a great experience that I hope um, even like Zara said, even post COVID, we're able to continue doing a Robo soccer camp in the future. um, Just because from what the kids said, from what the parents said, they really, really enjoyed it and um, they wanted it to be longer. And I wish we could have it for longer. Um, And we're going to continue doing it in our fall program. Since Chelsea mentioned, we can't go in person. Um, sadly, still, so. we're not to that phase yet. Um, so, hopefully, uh, we're still able to provide this program for more kids in the next couple of months.
2: I just want to tell you that you did a wonderful job doing um, the rope star um, <laughs>
3: Thank you.
0: Yeah, so. a big shout out to <laughs> you. There was a big responsibility, but I think at the end, um, it was, again, my biased opinion because I coach and I was part of the program, um, very successful <laughs> from year end. Um, <laughs>
3: Thank you.
2: Well done.
0: I feel like we have so much within community that's going on. Um, but one thing I think we definitely have to highlight is the Young Leaders Summit um, that happened, which feels like way back. But it happened it in year. July.
2: Oh, it happened in July. My fault. It was not a year.
0: <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. It was like couple it was but, a couple um, months. Who's bad
2: at math now? Um, so. Touche. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, the Young leader Summit is a summit <laughs> that brings uh, different youth from across the world that CFF, which is City Football Foundation, the cities that they work with, they all come, that's 25 cities, they all come to Manchester and learn about community building, um, adaptation. And just learning the ways of how we can all come together and learn about each other from different languages to different religions to all this good stuff so yeah that's that's what in a nutshell the young leader summit is so
0: uh back in july we had a global young leader summit that was virtual of course and it was a week long where we had over 250 young leaders take part amazing coaches, amazing mentors, amazing special guests, um, where we talked about literally so many things, like I don't even know where to start, but our main focus was again, community development and what what we could do, because obviously it was essentially like the beginning of the pandemic and we were all freaking out on how to adapt and adjust, which is definitely as coaches, mentors, young leaders, even students, everyone I feel like has to completely scratch out what they learned and what they're used to in their routine and essentially start over um, and test their creativity. Everyone met virtually through um, Cisco Webex where we had the opportunity to see different special guests, mentor coaches and although we didn't get to see the young leaders faces, there was definitely them, they were definitely there, present in their Q and A, um, and we had like a little comment section where people can comment on the presentation. Um, so yeah, I want to hear all of your experiences on it, and maybe like tell me your favorite part or like anything you found out that inspired you. I, I definitely have um, some inspirational thoughts, but we'll begin with Zoe. How did, how was your experience, especially because it's your first year? Um, what was that
1: like? Yeah, so like you said, first year on it, uh, I am abs- was absolutely devastated that I couldn't go in person to Manchester and see it. Fingers crossed next year it happens and I get to go and experience it. I think that would be a awesome opportunity. This time though, the whole setup was absolutely amazing. So uh, since it was in July, the fun thing for me was with my work, I work in retail. And so, obviously, July is uh, end of financial month. You guys know what I mean. (laughs) So, my work was super, super busy, and I was very, very lucky to get the week off to be able to participate. And it just, it was awesome hearing everyone's ideas with not just with helping teach kids how to play football, but also all the small individual aspects that you can learn them. So obviously Melbourne City does look around social inclusion. Um, It was just, it was so cool hearing from everyone. Um, I can actually say that Annabelle, who was on the call tonight, was actually one of the guest speakers once. And I found that her words were very inspirational. So thank you for joining in. But yeah, I was just, I was super stoked to join in. And a little thing about me, I love taking notes on things. I just find it super easy because then I can read through them and go through it. So I actually have my book that I've started with. So my lovely notes and all these pages are from the whole week. So just a f- little bit of notes and they're double-sided pages.
0: She said a little bit of notes and there's like a good 15 pages back in the front, but
2: it's a, a it's little. At least, it's at least 25 pages back in front. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, there's quite just a few Just a pages. little. <laughs> just a
2: little. Just a little bit.
1: I even drew the little descriptions and the little demonstrations as well. So I can look at that and I'm going, yes, this is what they talked about. This is who talked about it as well, because I kept running down everyone's names. If I have questions, I know who to ask and I'm ready for future chances. So, yeah, I just it was an awesome experience and I can't wait to join in for many more.
0: Yeah, I think that's like the probably the most amazing part that because there were so many different guests, um, their specialties and their experience definitely um, related to everyone, essentially, because we didn't just have one category. We had multiple categories from different people. And um, and I feel like the guests that we had were super genuine in the work that they do. And the audience, the young leaders could definitely connect to that, especially because we're all doing the same work just all over the world. Um, And our communities do need different needs. But at the end of the day, I think that the message still is the same, which is to go out into our communities and be the change and be the help that they need. Um, So I definitely want to highlight the Young Leaders Summit because it's just amazing. Like, I feel like That's the reason that essentially we all met Zara, I met last year at the summit, Um, unfortunately Zo, I didn't get to meet you there, but we're meeting now. Um, So I think it's an amazing way to connect amazing young people to change the world, to literally take on and change the world. I know that people say this often, but I really like, I stand by it because it's true. Like Kwame said, it was different languages, but Football for Zara and Zoe, soccer for us is what unites us at the end of the day. Um, football, soccer—you, you guys, you guys understand what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it unites everyone, and I think that whether it's soccer or any sport, I think we're we're fortunate to have that as an element that unites us. Zara, from England, Manny. How was your experience? I know that you're from there, so the traveling aspect, it's a bit different. Um, But I think that in person, we all lacked. Um, So how was your experience with the virtual summit?
4: I think even though we weren't together connected in Manchester, I think we all connected really well. Um, We were across three time zones, if I'm right. I think it was three time zones. so Manchester was with Khalifi, Cape Coast, Lommel, um, and then we all came together for guest speakers. But I feel like all, of, even though we all speak different languages, like you said, we're all coming together for one thing. And the special guests that we had, like um, Tommy Smith and Tiny Grey Thompson, you know, they all kind of shared their stories. And I feel like we are, we have a responsibility to be able to adapt and meet the social the social inclusion that we have to meet with everyone, you know, Um, it was great examples of being able to adapt to everyone. And when we go into these communities every single day, we never know what we're going to face. And, you know, um, I think we're all really grateful to be able to give them the opportunity to explore these different things. And for example, the um, social impact of the measures that is nothing to do with kicking a football, but, that is such a massive difference to people in Lomel or Cape Coast. They will talk that away and that will impact their community forever in a completely different way. And I feel like we're connected so much, even though we're so far apart. And it's just something special, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think that we often forget, and I I, I try to remind myself this as well, and I have conversations with Gwen about this all the time where it's like, we're young, or we have the title of being young, but we often forget how powerful we can be. And our age really doesn't define our capacity of doing so. It's just more of our experience and our interest and in engagement. So if you are 12 years old and you wanna volunteer um, in doing something, I don't think that because you're 12 years old, it should stop you, I think. The fact that you want to do that as a 12-year-old and you don't want to go to the park with your friends, you can still do that. But just having that interest and that engagement, I think is what should be highlighted. And Gwen, I feel like this is kind of like essentially like offline, but um, we, we talk a lot. And I think that we constantly share stories where we're like, wow, like we're really grateful that at the age that we are, we have the opportunities that we've been given. And I think it's because we work with such amazing people that our bosses are essentially our mentors. Um, And I know that Zara and Zoe, you guys can say the same thing about the people you work with because you can, it just resonates, right? Like they're so passionate about what you do that because you're passionate as well, like you guys just connect well. You guys think alike, but you guys have different mindsets um, and you guys just constantly learn from each other. Um, Gwen, I know I'm chatting now, but um, do you want to tell us about your experience and um, how it was attending your first uh, virtual young leader
3: summit as well? Yeah, so this is my first time um, being a part of it. And like um, Zoe said, sad that it was virtual, but I think it's just amazing to even be a part of it, even if it is virtual. Um, I was able to watch it as a young leader and also be a part of it. Um, I actually was on a panel with Chelsea um, where we talked about our experience doing um, virtual stuff during this time and also um, talking about being women in leadership, which was really amazing and. I hope we were able to give some inspiring words (laughs) to other people, Um, but it was really great to see Chelsea do um, a presentation on virtual coaching, which I had the honor to coach with her on virtually soccer, right when lockdown happened. And we kind of were thrown into it like in April and um, we had to figure out the ropes together and Kwame always doing being the best host that he can always be hosting the America's part, which was. Oh, man, amazing right? to see yeah it's always great to see him do his thing i think he i don't know how he does it i don't know how he always brings the energy and knows the right thing to say but he does it's so, the um, apple it's, yeah it's the apple it's the apple picks his own apples <laughs> 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 but yeah it was it was really great i think i was it was probably i mean it was such a great first experience um it, it made me feel so great knowing that um we were able to connect with so many more people than we would have been if it wasn't virtual. so many more people were able to join in um We were able to hear people talk in Portuguese and in Spanish, and getting used to when you do talk, you kind of have to pause and then wait for the translator to translate, which was an adjustment, but it was really great to kind of um intersect all our cultures together and realize how common we are. I feel like sometimes people try to um make it seem like we have nothing in common with other people around the world, but just being there with everyone, you realize like we're all here for the same reasons. We all have the same goals and we're just trying to help our communities. And it was it was really great to see that happen and also be a part of it and try to, try to give any wisdom, the small amount that I have to other people.
0: No, I think, I think you're underselling yourself. I think you definitely do have wisdom. I think we all have wisdom, honestly. I feel like definitely we learn from each other. Uh, whether we're working with one another or we're thousands of miles away and we're seeing the work you're doing through social media, um, I think that still resonates um, with all of us. And Zara, you said something like that stood out to me, you said responsibility. Um, Like we have a responsibility to help others, you have responsibility, we have a lot of responsibilities actually, some which we neglect. But one thing that I think is really important is making a positive change. Um, And with that being said, I think that our communities are doing an amazing job at that, right? Especially now where everyone is going through it, we try to see the light at the end of the tunnel and this tunnel seems to like never be ending, but um, we can see the light, which is what matters. And another responsibility that we have is to vote, right? Um, I think it's really important that we, make our voices be heard What with whatever we do, whether it's voting, whether it's in communities, whether it's raising your hand in the classroom and having a question, which I hate doing because Everyone just looks at you if you ask a dumb question, and I always ask a dumb question. So I started not to raise my hand as much because I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. Yes, I think we have um, an important role, which is having our voices be heard. And I know that Kwame and Gwen, you guys have been killing it with our new initiative, which is Power the Vote. Um, And it's essentially bringing more awareness to our voices and how we have the responsibility to vote. Um, I would love for you both to talk about what the power to vote is and just pour some little purple and pink and blue shine sprinkles on on everyone's brain to like, just get them to vote, okay? Like whatever you have to do, give them the apple, pour some glitter, whatever you gotta do, just. You Just know?
2: give it to them. Yeah, no, no, I feel Just you. Do uh, it. <laughs> let's do it. I'm I'm let me oh, going say that America's Young Leaders Summit was the best out of both of the, the summits. Uh Australia, I mean Asia, and then the Central Summit. I'm gonna tell you this now that the Americas was the best. We had music, we had different type of games. They didn't do nothing like that in uh in, in, in a
4: bell Asia. off an apple. We had that.
2: You can't do it. <laughs> Listen, that's fine. We you could get the apple, but we got the sass and the and the and the. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, back to power the vote. Um, power the vote actually started, and I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Power of the vote started from a uncomfortable conversation that we had with the the young leader, um, young leadership, youth leadership council. Wow. Uh, Youth Leadership Council um, here in New York, um, and talking about Black Lives Matter um, because we we noticed that there was a lot of things that was happening. COVID nineteen, Black Lives Matter, um, and it was just a lot of like, you know, we you know talking about mental health and mental awareness is like that is something that we we wanted to like really talk about and clear the air. We was crying in there. People was crying. I was crying. Um, it was really deep. It was a really deep kind of conversation. And so one of our young leaders was like, I don't know my rights, right? And, and I was like, as, as the oldest person on here, I don't even know my rights to um, being here in New York. So um, Gwen um, went back and did her research and was like, listen, I'm gonna do what I gotta do and do with the do, you feel me? Um, and then she came back to me and was like, this is what we should do. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Go back to the to the um the council um the s- social media committee and come up with a name, and then I'll do my research on my end um on like all this information and stuff. So we came back, boom, power the vote. That's how it blossomed, just to be with City and the community, and we felt like City and the community was pushing this out, but people were really not seeing it because people were not um doesn't know like our social media as much, and so we went to. The whole group of um n y c f c um and we really pushed to um try to get power of the vote to be a club wide initiative um which is led by youth um and to help empower and educate and enlighten um youth but also fans um about just voting in general um and so we're really passionate. I'm really passionate about this. Gwen is super passionate about this. I can't speak for her because my name's not Gwen um, because that would be weird. Kwame Gwen, her name, that would that'd just be weird um, if I had like a whole name of that. But um, yeah, Gwen, if you want to hop in and, and speak upon that, you know.
3: Yeah, I think this is something that um, although all the programs we do is like super amazing. I think it was super important just because um, no matter what age you are, you can always learn more and you might not know everything in the world. Um, I remember when I was in high school um, every year in the United States is an election year for us, whether it's presidential, whether it's your local um, city council members, mayors, whatever it is and. Anyone who knows the American public school system, we don't really learn in depth about voting and why you should vote and how to vote and what's on the ballots and, like, how do you do it? Like, no one really teaches you that you kind of go as you learn. And I remember in high school people would it was our presidential election and wouldn't even know about the candidates wouldn't even know if they should vote. They would think voting is kind of lame, like, oh, that's boring, I'm not gonna vote, like only losers go and vote, like, that's not a cool thing. And 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 obviously this affects our day-to-day life, which is something that I want from when you're young to realize that this is something that we should become. create a culture of voting. Um, and it's not just to like push an agenda, um, power of the vote is completely nonpartisan. We're not educating anyone on any candidates. We're kind of just planting the seeds in your head and you do what you have to do behind the scenes and you research your own candidates and you research the 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 sorry you research the topics that and the issues that are matter to you. We're just telling you how to do it and where do you go to do it? And how do you register to vote? And if you're 16 or 17 in New York City or New York state. How do you pledge to vote for when you're 18? You could vote because thankfully in New York state when you're 16 or 17, you're able to register to vote and then vote at 18 um so yeah so it was something that was really important to us and um we actually were able to accomplish the goal of making it a club-wide initiative which we're really really excited about and super proud that we were able to make that happen and now we have this is going to be years Uh to come not just this year um for every single year and every time young leaders come through our program they're able to learn about voting and and how to use their voice uh, we always joke uh, if w- something's wrong in our community. We're like, you need to vote. There's not a trash can in the corner. You gotta vote. You hate those potholes when you're driving through the road. You gotta vote. So, that's what we're trying to like, push that um, that discussion with. And it's true. It's if you vote for the people who you need, you know, are going to make the change. You're going to make the change. And you also have to hold them accountable. Kwame always says this, you have to hold people accountable and if you elect them, they work for you you're not working for them. So it's if they're not doing what they promised to do, you got to call them out on it. Whether it's on social media, whether you, you write a letter to their office, whether you show up to their office, you got to do it. Whether you tweet about it, like Gwen, Gwen loves Twitter. I, um, I love tweeting. So have you ever seen my Twitter? I'm sorry. You yeah. will know
0: exactly what she's thinking. Yes. Like, trust me. You will know her opinion, like yes. right there. All yes. the tweets, yes. the receipts.
2: So yep. true, so true. Um, and and you know of course we're we're not a um, a group that knows about voting or anything like that. So we we are partnered up with two different um, organizations. One is vote.org. So th- we are using their they're helping us with our URLs to get people registered to vote, to get absentee ballots, to get um, to check for their registration to pledge to vote, like Gwen was saying, for our uh, minors from 17 and younger, um, to pledge to vote, and then when on the 18th birthday, they get a text message. And then we're also with Rally the the Vote, um, which is a nonpartisan coalition that is a part of different leagues and different teams across the United States. So they have WNBA um, teams, they have NBA teams, they have... um, um mls teams on there too as well um nhl they have all these all these different organizations um and we're part of 35 um so it's been a pleasure we've been doing city halls um where we're getting people just to talk about the importance of voting and um certain different topics so um we had a topic with um we had a player on actually a sky blue player fc zara actually came on with that um with uh Mitch Purse. Um, Midge. Yeah, Mitch um from Sky Blue FC um and then we had uh Timothy Tapio. He, he works with the AG's office and how uh, policies affect youth um and how that youth can um, can create change in, in their communities. So yeah, it's really big. It's really something that myself and Gwen are really passionate about and we think that this is not something that happens just one year this happens every single year because we know that if you want to make real change in your community that voting is important and so like Gwen was saying there's not a lot of garbage cans that are on the corners of our streets so that's why it's so dirty and has litter everywhere but if we had garbage cans we can put garbage in our in the bins or rubbish, um, as as our friends in um, Manchester says. So, it's just really important um, to to put this platform and Gwen. You want to tell them the hub for um, power of the vote.
3: Yes. Well, if everybody wants to see more information on everything we mentioned on how to register, to vote, um, Kwame and I were featured in a video where we had some of our players where we talk about power the vote then you need to visit nycsv.com slash power the vote and you have everything there we also have it in spanish so for our spanish speakers if you guys want to read up a little bit on what the initiative is and all of the of all of the information there we have the pledge to vote the register to vote we are also doing um re- voter registration out on our blue pitches which we're going to be out there in person across the five boroughs and we're going to be helping people to get registered to vote. We're going to have some free giveaways. Everybody loves some free giveaways. Right? But you need to register to vote though. Like, you can't just stop yeah. and be like, I want it and not register to vote. Like, we need to see you press submit. And then you get your free giveaways. So we're going to be doing that um, across the five boroughs and we're really excited about that. Kwame um, is going to be down in the boogie down Bronx. I'm going to be in the best borough Brooklyn, um, our home so uh we are gonna we're really excited <laughs> sorry chelsea uh we are really excited about it to um have some a little bit of face-to-face social distance contact six feet contact maybe more than six feet everybody knows how i am so like across the street maybe well
0: we'll try and get you a um a hazmat suit yeah. we'll, we're, we're working we'll on it we're we'll working see. on it
3: maybe like an nyc oh sorry the bubble bubble girl yeah. sorry the bubble not the hazmat suit well i'll take both but so yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing and, and I hope I hope everyone joins us that day and I hope that we get a lot of people registered to vote and um, that's just the first step. The next step is actually driving people to the polls the day of election day. So this is just step one and then after we're done with step one, we're going to move on to step two and, and hopefully we can motivate people to go out there and vote or do mail-in because I know COVID is a concern. So if you can't go to the polls, know what are your steps if you can't to mailing your ballot.
2: Safely. Big facts. And you know, since I am a part of the Spanish community, I just want to say um, you can call me on um, slash votar. All right. So, um,
0: class, 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 class. Love it, love it. That's perfect.
2: I'm just saying for my folks, because you know I am Spanish. I'm 2.5% Spanish. Um, But yeah, that's really about, that's really, really what's. Uh, power to vote is about and if you're joining us for a registration drive um, back up because I'm going to say that back up (laughs) I'm going to be breathing you know what I mean Um, yeah no
0: we don't need that we definitely don't need that yeah I think um, I don't know this this is like really inspiring I think that if you have an idea if you have an initiative I think what's the worst they can say right no Um, And Kwame has taught me that. So if you have whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're passionate about something and you want to make a change, I think the least you can do is try. Um, And I think you guys have demonstrated. that. I think that everyone on this call has demonstrated that um, they felt strong towards something. Um, Zoe and I were, well, we were all chatting earlier and her her major and uni as they call it college um, was community services and she is now working with um, an amazing club that's amazingly known for doing community work in what they do. So I think that if you're passionate about something no matter how long it takes, um, you'll get there. Um, And that's just my little sprinkle glitter of wisdom. But I would like to hear all of your last thoughts so that's what we kind of do on our episodes we wrap up with maybe something that we were inspired from one another from the call or the podcast this is a call podcast um or just something you want our listeners to take away from from this or your experience
1: so um we'll hear from zo
0: what are your last thoughts so
1: first of all thank you for having me on it's been an absolutely blast talking to you guys and hearing your thoughts and what you're doing, and it's awesome to hear of everything that people are doing to help out, especially during COVID-19 at the moment. Um, With what you were talking about before with change and you have to do something to get to that point, it reminded me of a quote that I actually have posted on my wall. It says, happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. And that could mean a lot of different things for everyone. From your own actions, you can choose whether you help out and you achieve this uh, greater purpose or if you just help yourself. And each way you go, your actions, whether hopefully they be positive, make a difference. So I just want to tell everyone keep staying positive, message people, obviously, making sure everyone's okay, do your best for your community and lucky last thing is uh, with Melbourne City, we have a Talking City uh, YouTube channel, which we do share. So please subscribe, watch them, share them, and hopefully I get to meet you guys in person one day.
0: Yes, hopefully. Yes. Thank you. I love that. I love that quote. I've never heard it before.
1: It's Dalai Lama. So oh, I Oh, Dalai card. Lama i love it if you guys can read that
0: <laughs> definitely we'll be reposting that quote on my on my instagram feed <laughs> uh, I, I just love it.
1: loved it so it's always on my wall and it's the first thing i see each morning i
0: love that thank you Zoe. So it was honestly an amazing way to meet especially because it's virtually but i'm still i um, glad we had the opportunity to uh, virtually meet each other Awesome, Zara. Can you please tell us your your last thoughts or uh, what you would like our listeners of this
4: podcast to take away from this episode? Yeah, so first off, I just want to say I appreciate everyone across all the sister clubs for everything they have done. And I feel like that like, can't go unnoticed. And I think what we can all take away is um, the power of football and how massive we can impact lives whether it's you know power for the vote whether it's food whether it's a healthy lifestyle mental health I think we're all passionate about what we do and we are so fortunate to be in the position we are and use football to be able to tackle social issues and I feel like we also need to count our blessings and everyone who is listening to this um, Annabelle actually help me do this so our young leaders got given little challenges every week it was like a motivational monday um get like a notepad or um a piece of paper write down anything that you struggle with or anything that's on your mind and rip it up and throw it away and it'll be gone um and i think that's self reflection so everyone listening after this i want you to get a piece of paper write down three things you're grateful for and stick it up in your wall and every night just manifest it and just just appreciate what you're doing. You know, we are all positively impacting the world. And we just need to reflect on that and realise what we're doing. Oh, and and I've got to hit another plug, I've got to do it. Citizensgiving.org. Ten pound can change the world, okay? We're all so close to smashing the records and we've got this, guys. We've got this citizens go be given for recovery let's go
0: i love that i i definitely i feel the inspiration i feel the love the warmth through this computer screen and um i think that's what it's all about right just being inspired and taking that inspiration and turning it into actions um so whether it's donating money um so that maybe someone else could be able to fulfill those actions um or whether we actually go out there with our mask and our hazmat suits on into our communities and make the difference ourselves. And I like that, the the ripping it up, um, whether you throw it away and it's like, it's not really important or like taping it up to your wall because we definitely, me speaking for myself, I feel like take things for granted. Um, like as we all did when we were in quarantine, like going out for, um to like the store without a mask on, like back in the old days, um, or just hanging out with friends. I think definitely take little things for granted. Um, Kwame, last thoughts?
2: Yeah. So my last thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate um, Zoe and uh, Zara for hopping on um, because it's good to hear other what other people are doing across on the CFG clubs, especially assisted clubs. um. But my final last thoughts is is a quote from FDR. Um, it, It says, this is the time that requires bold, persistent experimentation. Try a method, and if it fails, admit it frankly. Okay, so admit it when it's wrong, but then try something else, but above all, try something. Um, and that really resonates to me because it really resonates with me because we need to understand that if we want to make change, we want to, it has to be something that works or not work, or if it doesn't work, then what can it, what can you do to make it work? So um, that's what I will leave off with for everyone. And um, of course, I have to put this plug Um, please, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at CITC underscore NYC Facebook CITC NYC and of course YouTube City in the Community NYC so thanks for allowing me to speak and it is is cool not being a host so um, thanks Chelsea for being the host it's
0: it's cool for you but it's anxiety for me (laughs) It's Good definitely, work. I'm telling you, I I give you so much credit because it's not as easy as you make it seem. Um, but you can't learn unless you try. So there's a first time for everything. So guys, if I am the worst host ever, it's fine because I'm probably never gonna do this again. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we got two coming up. Season two is coming up, so don't worry.
0: Last but not least, Gwen, e. Gwen, what are your last thoughts? What do you wanna? throw at not literally throw at but throw at the,
3: the the listeners well thank you Chelsea for hosting I don't think you did a horrible job so you're selling yourself short Kwame's a bully but anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have an amazing quote like Zoe and, and, and Kwame did Um, but like I resonated a lot with Zara was saying and I think it's really inspiring to see what everyone's doing across the world, um, especially during this time. I think this is kind of a special time where we're all going through the same thing. Usually, each country has their own thing going on and and this is the 1st time that well, the 1st time in our, our generations that we're going through something together. And I think it's really special to see how everyone is handling the situation and and even though we're thousands of miles apart, I feel like we're kind of leaning on each other We're we have a common interest when it comes to I'll say football um, since that's where the 2 countries say here. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's really inspiring and it's really um, kind of pushing us to do what we have to do. And if it wasn't for everything, the city and the community is doing, I think I would have went crazy during this quarantine. I think it kept me really sane. it gave me something to do. It gave me something to put uh, my passions in which. Um, if it wasn't for this quarantine and and like Kwame said, with um, our difficult conversation about Black Lives Matter, um, power of the vote would have come about. Um, and I think that in bad times, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and I feel like this is something that we're trying to do to create that light. And um, hopefully it does. Hopefully this does create change. I think it will. I think um, we're going to keep pushing it and making sure that we we help everyone that needs help right now and, and look out for each other. I think it's it, this, I hope moving forward and I hope COVID has shown us that we need to start thinking about everybody and thinking about how I can help everybody self thinking about myself. And um, COVID is a prime example about that, of making sure you're doing things for the safety of other. So I'll end it with how I've been ending it every since quarantine is wear your mask, <laughs> stay home if you need to stay home because that's how we look out for each other. And even if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for your friends, do it for your family, do it for your coworkers or just a random person you see at the store. Um, I think society would be a lot better place if we all just look out for each other and, and care for each other as a whole. So just please, please wear your mask and, and let's let's not do a second round of this of lockdown. Please. I can't handle it. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> no. I, I definitely yeah, it's not fun. No. Not fun at all.
4: <laughs> I mean, our government's telling us we're going to go into a two-week lockdown, but remember when Boris said it would be three weeks at the beginning of March, so let's all wear masks. What I'm going to end off with is something that it
0: sucks that it, I have to say, but it's nothing bad. It's just the fact that I feel like as a society, we don't do things until it becomes a trend. Um, So I think that don't wait for something to become a trend to start doing it. I think be the trendsetter, essentially, like, if if you want to make a change in whatever it is you're doing, do it. And then whether it's the right people that follow or people are just following it for a trend, like you started a positive trend. Um, So don't wait for someone to do it first, be the first one to do it. And um, I think the key and the secret sauce to why we love what we do is because we're passionate about it. And I think when you're passionate about something, it doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like miserable. So when people talk about like, oh, my God, this job is like the worst thing ever. It's like, I'm so sorry. I can't relate because I work for an organization that is absolutely amazing and does amazing work. So I'm like just listening to them, but I'm not relating. So, yeah, I'm definitely grateful for all of you and being on this call and just being inspired by your experiences and your quotes and your takeaways so thank you all for joining us on our 12th episode of community development and i'm excited to hear an update from all of you and see what you're up to next because you're all definitely amazing whoop, whoop. thank
4: what? you for having us on
0: Thank you for joining us. Oh, my God, I feel bad.
1: So it's like 12
0: midnight at that point for you. Oh,
3: my God.
1: Hey, I can now say from midnight in Melbourne, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>